0: Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to Talks with Tatiana. On today's episode, I will be talking with a special guest about her journey with breast cancer, advice on ways to take care of your health and symptoms to check for in honor of it being Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So breast cancer is one of the most common type of cancers in American women. According to the Cancer Center, it accounts for one in three cancer diagnoses in American women. I also want to mention that breast cancer can happen in men as well, but it is a lot less common. And according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, only about one out of every 100 breast cancer diagnoses is in men. The Cancer Center defines breast cancer as a common term for a cancerous tumor that starts in the cells that line the ducts or lobes of the breast. Breast cancer is not one disease, rather it is several diseases that behave differently. There isn't one clear reason as to what exactly causes breast cancer, but some factors are things like a family history of breast cancer, late menopause, increasing age, and many other things. In today's episode, I have invited my gorgeous, strong, amazing, powerful, and every positive adjective in the dictionary, Aunt Cindy, to tell us about her journey with breast cancer and ways to look out for your health. Aunt Cindy, please introduce yourself.
1: Hi, everyone. Um, As Tatiana has told you that I'm her aunt and um, I am a breast cancer survivor two times pressing through um, as being a survivor to try to help others um, with their struggle when they find out that they are diagnosed with breast cancer.
0: Thank you so much for being a part of today's show. How are you? I am great and I'm honored to be one of your guests today. So, my first question for you, um, so can you start off by telling a little bit about your journey, like when you were diagnosed with breast cancer and how did you find out?
1: I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 1996, I was five months pregnant with my um, youngest son um, who is now 24 years old. Um, at the time that I was, um, I found a lump, I just doing, even though I was pregnant, I still did my monthly exam and I felt something that didn't feel right. And when I mm-hmm. um, told my doctor about it, he told me it was a milk kennel that pregnant women get when they're pregnant. Um, so as weeks went by, the, the lump started getting a little harder and, and, and it started getting soft, I mean, not soft, but mm-hmm. it started getting harder and a little sore. So when I brought it back up to my doctor again, he said, let's do a needle biopsy. Um, So you will be relieved that it's just a milk kennel. So as he did the, the needle biopsy, we waited for a couple of days and then they called me back to come in and they explained to me that it was breast cancer. It was, um, it was positive. And, um, so at that point I was five months pregnant, like I said, And they wanted to go ahead and rush with it because it was um, three and a half centimeters long. Mm -hmm. And um, what they would say is just like the half size of a walnut. And um, so they wanted to go ahead and try to start with procedures and everything to try to get a, a early start on it. Well, they wanted me to abort my pregnancy at five months and they're gonna give me something to um help me to abort my pregnancy. But I told them, No, I'm not aborting my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go forth with my pregnancy. They, so they gave me some sign, you know, some some advice that something might like carry on the gene into my um my young my, my son. Mm-hmm. And he's twenty four, healthy, just left mm-hmm. to go to the navy. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing is wrong with him, praise God. Um he's just mm-hmm. healthy and as he wanted to, so um, after giving birth to him, we um, they immediately started with everything. I had a lumpectomy done. After the lumpectomy, the lumpectomy is where they remove the lump out of the breast, and then they follow up with treatment. So I had six rounds of chemotherapy, and then mm-hmm. I followed after the chemotherapy, thirty-three rounds of radiation, and after that was completed. Um, And they did testing again, and I was (laughs) cancer-free.
0: So um, thank you for sharing that journey. Um, So you said it was three centimeters. So what stage were you diagnosed with? I was diagnosed um, stage, um,
1: it was one. It was going into the second. It was right on the tip of going into my second stage. And I I was 27 at the time. And with breast cancer, um, you can't get a mammogram, well, insurance tell you, you can't have a mammogram until you're 40. But now things are changing because women are getting breast cancer at an early age now. Um, Mm -hmm. And back then, it was just a shock that to my doctors that I was so young and had breast
0: cancer. Right. And so you said that it was initially detected through like self-check. Yes. Self-check. And then they were able to give you a mammogram. After. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't have a mammogram.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I didn't have a mammogram then because when they did, they needle a biopsy mm-hmm. um, to start to, to solve, you know, to give me some relief uh, mm-hmm. that it, they thought it wasn't cancer. They just thought it was milk kennel. But I, when you know your body, and you mm-hmm. know that something isn't right that's why you need to i, I tell and encourage women to know your body Correct. know when you mm-hmm. don't feel well know when something is far wrong i don't care how many times you have to call the doctor go mm-hmm. um a lot of people do this google now trying to figure out what's mm-hmm. wrong and put their symptoms in but google can't help you um just go to your doctor schedule an appointment and go
0: Right. And so how did you like feel like emotionally when you first received the news? Uh,
1: emotionally, I, when I first found out, only thing I could think about was my youngest son, who I, whom I was pregnant with, and my older two sons, mm-hmm. who at the time was um, three and four, um, mm-hmm. and worrying about if I didn't make it through, who was going to care for them um mm-hmm. and that was my most concern and, and um but after you know your grandmother my mom mm-hmm. who is a, a mighty warrior and mm-hmm. where her teaching me and pushing me through with the word of god mm-hmm. um yeah it, it it um it pushed through and i stood on god's word i stood on faith mm-hmm. and he got and it got me through it so that's what i encourage everyone just stand on God's word, his promises. He He give us his promises in his word and they shall come forth if you just have faith and just trust him and take him at his word.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, yes. And so um, speaking of like my grandmother and great-grandmother, like how did you choose to share the news with like your family and friends? Well, I told your your great-grandmother, my mom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, After telling her,
1: she encourage me. And, you know, so then telling your grandmother and my other sister, your grandmother, my sister and my other sister, Mm -hmm. telling them they were my backbones through all of this because I was even going through a divorce at the time. Mm -hmm. So everything was just weighing down on me. But the encouragement from my two sisters and my mom and my father was, was awesome. And just, you know, that's what pushed me through in prayer. It pushed me through.
0: Right. Yes. <laughs> and is there like a family history at all of breast cancer? There
1: is. Um, my father's sister had breast cancer, and she passed away with mm-hmm. breast cancer. The diagnosis. Her daughter also had breast cancer, and she passed away from breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So, as you know, um, my two siblings, my two sisters, they are. I think my oldest sister is like 21 years or 22 years older than me. Mm-hmm. And then um, my other sister, which is your grandmother, she is um, 20 years older than me. So it skipped those generations and hit me. Um, so so there is a, a family history, but it was so unexpected that it skipped those two generations and, mm-hmm. and come to, Yeah. <laughs>
0: And so, I guess as like a follow up question, did you know anybody like personally that had breast cancer, and like did that make you feel better? At no, all? I didn't know anybody.
1: Uh, I, I, you know, I met some. Um, they had a support group at the cancer center that I was going to in Greenwood, and I met some um, some fabulous, um, encouraging ladies there that was going through, and they was much older than me as well. So I was the young buck of the crew, but mm-hmm. they encouraged me as well. They, they gave me some great advice going through and everything. So it, that helped a lot.
0: Great. Right. Yes. And so I know like with um, just any cancer in general, like the treatment process can be like a bit overwhelming. So um, do you mind sharing like what sort of treatment you received and like what that process was like for you? Well, I had, like I I stated, I had six rounds of chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. And at first,
1: the chemo was, it's it's harsh. And it does take a toll on your body. Mm -hmm. Um, It it makes your hair come out. Um, It turns your skin different colors. Um, You're fatigued all the time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you're nauseous and you can't hold anything on your stomach. Sometimes you don't have an appetite. Um, And with all of that, I always tell people, or women to take chemo and don't let chemo take you. Because when these symptoms and stuff start to happening, you lose this weight, you're fatigued, and you your mind is set, oh I got to take this chemo, I'm not gonna feel well. So you already have it made up in your mind that you're gonna be sick. But you can your your mind triggers so much. So if you can just take control of your mind, it'll take control of your body. So you, I, I tell them just to take the chemo and, and be uplifted with it, even when you don't feel good, even when you feel bad, still push through.
0: Right. Yes. And so like, how did you or what did you turn to um, as far as helping you get through that process, like mentally and like physically through chemo?
1: hanging out with family and friends and just enjoying life just enjoy life just Mm -hmm. because you're diagnosed with cancer it doesn't mean it's a death sentence Mm -hmm. just go do what your doctors tell you to do um on top of praying on top of when you don't feel good seeking god um just just enjoy life
0: Mm Right. Yes. And so like after your diagnosis, like what life changes did you have to face? Like, did you, were you able to still work at all or? I did. Um, Well,
1: at that time I wasn't working. Okay. Um, Yeah, I wasn't working at that time. Um, So really nothing changed. I was just a cancer survivor, a breast cancer survivor. Nothing Mm -hmm. really changed, but my story, that's it.
0: And what were some of your biggest challenges with like your day to day life with cancer? Um,
1: trying to take care of a newborn mm. that was mm. and take care of two other little ones, but I had the help of my parents and my siblings. Um mm. they 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 and their godmother, they stepped in. I really didn't but having an infant child, um as a mother's nature, you, you wanna you wanna care for your own child being so young. But um thank God for my parents and, and my siblings that stepped in.
0: Yes. So would you say like family and like prayer and everything was like your getaway to like just ease yes. your mind through the journey?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Just hanging out with family and friends, you know, when when our family get together, it's just yes. a laughs and jokes and food. Uh, yeah so that that's just that's what really got me through just try not to focus on what you have going on Mm -hmm. um within yourself and just focus on just fun and just Mm -hmm. um enjoying life
0: yes yeah definitely having supportive family and friends I feel like is helpful in a lot of situations
1: it is it is
0: and so when did you find out you were breast cancer free? And how did you feel after that?
1: Uh, well, after I took my last chemo treatment, I think I danced all day <laughs> uh, for the rest of the week but after that last chemo. So I thought radiation was going to be terrible, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. They just, it, The radiation, it wasn't terrible at all. Um, once I finished up, um, got my divorce I was happy me and the boys moved to from Greenwood to Columbia. Um, we started a whole new life um, mm-hmm. and then after we, it was it was just us and enjoying life at the best we could.
0: <laughs> yes. And um, how long um, did you have cancer for before you were able to get that last round?
1: Um, after I was diagnosed, I gave let me see. After I get, after they started the treat after I had the surgery they started the treatment probably two weeks later mm-hmm. after I had the lump removed um, and we just um, after that treatment was over I think two weeks afterward, I was cancer free. Oh wow! Yeah, because they did the testing again and mm-hmm. everything was fine. The numbers had came down. Mm-hmm. and I was cancer free. I just had to finish um, follow up with the radiation
0: okay um and i think like a common thing that people really misunderstand is that after a person is free of cancer that everything is like okay and like back to normal but like what would you say is like the real aftermath of like just physically immensely after going through cancer
1: um well your health your 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 fitness Mm -hmm. um your eating habits Mm -hmm. um and just going to the doctor and getting your regular checkups. Like, his, mm-hmm. after I was diagnosed, after the treatments and stuff, I had to go to the doctor every six months so they can do ultrasound, uh, make sure everything was fine and everything was fine. Um, and leaving Greenwood and having to find doctors in Columbia. I have an awesome um, team here. But, um, and what, you know, you, you just live life and try to, um, Again, just know your body. Know when you don't feel good. Know when something is going on with your body. Know when you know you don't try to diagnose yourself or get somebody else to diagnose you. Go to the doctor. It's just only a little trip to the doctor. Take time out for yourself and go to the doctor. And always do your monthly exams. It's real simple, just lay flat on your back, Put your arm up over your head and just feel around and make sure you feel up on your arms as well. Because you know, back in the day when we used to, yeah, I don't know about you or anybody else. You know, sometimes you can get those little knots up on your arms and it'd be so mm-hmm. sore. They say, oh, it's just a um, a, a deodorant um, knot, uh, but actually, it can be a a a, a nodule, which is called a lymph node. Mm-hmm. that has swollen and and if that's the case you still need to go to the doctor
0: right mm-hmm. yeah Yes, and so on. Um, speaking of like the aftermath of cancer, I learned that there is something called the cancer recurrence, which is when cancer comes back into the body. And according to the American Cancer Society, recurrent cancer might come back in the same place it first started, or it might come back like somewhere else in the body. Have you experienced this? And if you did, like, how did you feel? And how did you overcome that? Nine
1: years later.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, After moving to Columbia,
1: uh, I did my breast exams and everything, Mm -hmm. Um, and probably after being cancer free for about six years, um, Mm -hmm. I started feeling something in my other breast, my left breast. And once I started feeling something um, in that breast, they were telling me that it was just the um, fibrocystic, it was something fibrocystic Mm -hmm. and wasn't nothing to be alarmed about or anything so the six months visit start going to three months visit because mm-hmm. they just want to keep a check on it and keep an eye on it so I was doing ultrasounds at that time and doing the ultrasounds, they kept telling me it's five or tumors it's just five or tumors it's, it's nothing to be alarmed about mm-hmm. and I was and I, and the, the last time I went um I told him I said listen is there anything we can do about it because of my history I just want to make sure that it's not another lump that I'm feeling. So he was like, Yeah, we can aspirate them. So as he began to start to aspirate, aspiration is where they stick a needle into the breast and mm-hmm. aspirate the fibrocystic tumors. And they aspirated in a needle. And he aspirated three of them. And on the third one, at that he aspirated, he kept looking at the, the film and just kept looking. In start moving his little ball around on the ultrasound machine i said mm-hmm. what do you see i asked him he was like well let, let me just continue to look and sure enough when he aspirated that persistent um tumor it was actually a tumor behind it um mm-hmm. that was cancerous so when he found that and my breasts that left breast had gotten uh, had gotten bigger than the right breast So actually that tumor had almost taken over my left breast. So immediately we did the genetic testing. Um, The genetic testing is a test that they do to see if you have a genetic um, gene. And after I did the genetic testing, I was positive for the genetic gene. I was BRCA1 and BRCA2 Mm -hmm. from genetic testing. But what they don't tell you is when you're positive for the gene special is for the BRCA1 and 2 for both genes, so that means you have cancer on both sides mm-hmm. of the family. So I tested positive um, for both. Mm-hmm. So when you test positive, they they should tell you to, if you're not planning on having children or anything, to actually do a, a hysterectomy, have a complete hysterectomy done. So you won't have to worry about ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. But. Um, after being diagnosed the second time, um, it really took me to a really dark place mm-hmm. uh, because it was just me and um, my sons here at the time and going through that, that, that period of time and I had to have a double mastectomy. Um, and after having to double mastectomy, I had a reconstruction. Um, but with the friends that I, I couldn't, my family wasn't here you know, like they were when I was diagnosed the first time. But um, we still had that phone call communication. Um, They would come down when I had um, treatment uh, to be encouraging to me. And um, so when we and the fun part about it, when we start having the reconstruction and my girlfriends, they will always say, hey, look, no, it was a small cup. When you were younger, you know, you would say, hey, you didn't have nothing. Now Mm -hmm. you can look at it like this. You can go as big as you want to. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, so they made fun of that. So, Mm -hmm. and we, you know, just stuff like that, little stuff to get you over a hard time. But Mm -hmm. um, after that, um, and getting through that, and then I I actually got married again, Mm -hmm. and going through that whole process in the marriage that I was in was horrible Mm -hmm. it was really really horrible but God saw me through it he saw me through it
0: yes (laughs) yes I feel like I always tell people all the time that you're such like a powerful strong and very resilient woman so I admire you so much
1: (laughs) (laughs) thank you David God is awesome
0: yes um, and I know, like, a common thing, like, some women are afraid of is getting, like, mammograms. Like, so what would you say, like, that process is like and what advice would you give for women that are afraid? Don't,
1: yeah, don't be afraid to get uh, a mammogram. I hear a lot of ladies say, oh, no, I got to go get a mammogram. Mm-hmm. So one person, when you hear one person, they make it sound so bad. It's not mm-hmm. bad at all. Mm-hmm. It's just putting your breath. It's going to be a machine. Um, and it's just you standing forward to the machine, and you're putting your breast on that machine. And once you put your breast on the machine, another little slide, and piece will come down. Yes, it's gonna smash your boobie like a pancake. <laughs> um, but it's for your it's for your health. It's for your benefit, and it doesn't hurt that bad. Like they say, it, it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. I've had it, at, and trust me, I didn't have anything. They actually had to try to make something to put up their own thing. So when I tell you it didn't hurt me and just it doesn't hurt. So mm-hmm. I tell and I encourage you get your mammogram. Get your mammogram. And um, yeah, so it, it, it it's gonna benefit you. It's gonna benefit your health. So I encourage you, especially if you have a family history of of breast cancer, mm-hmm. even Women nowadays are being diagnosed without family history. Mm -hmm. Um, I've known several people that they are the first one and never had a family history. So when you turn 40, um, go ahead and start getting your mammogram. Mm -hmm. Do your breast self breast exam. Do them every month. Do it before your cycle comes on and do it after your cycle comes on. Mm I strongly suggest that you do it twice because you can feel it a little bit better right
0: before the cycle and after the cycle. Right. And so I guess you kind of answered my next question. But um, like, could you reiterate just how would they do like the uh, home checkups for breast cancers? Like, is there specific signs they should look for other than like lumps? Is there any other symptoms they should look out for?
1: Soreness in your breast and special your nipple. Um, just check around your um, areola and just, you know, if it's tender and sometimes you might have a drainage um, out your nipple. Um, if you have a drainage, I encourage anybody to, to go and seek your doctor. And sometimes you might see a little blood uh, um, in, in that nipple in the discharge. So I encourage you to um, actually go um, consult with the doctor Especially if you feel something. Make sure when, you, when you're when you taking your exam, lay flat on your back and just get your hand and put it behind your head while you're laying flat. And just mm-hmm. check up on your arm all over and then come all the way down and check around your breath. And then mm-hmm. just check around and just make sure you don't feel anything. And if you feel something, I encourage you to go and get it mm-hmm. checked out. Even if you think you feel something
0: right yes and is there any other advice that you would give to people regarding taking care of their health like any like lifestyle habits that they need to have um i okay so
1: <laughs> so um being note. okay so can i go into a little history here yes okay so <laughs> so being diagnosed with breast cancer the second time um Mm -hmm. so after receiving chemo i had to have six cycles of chemotherapy no radiation so Mm -hmm. in the midst of me doing chemotherapy they don't tell breast cancer women because they put your port in on the left side right just right above where you're on the left side right just over to the left just a little bit up above the heart Mm -hmm. so what happens is um Um, sometimes the, when the chemo is coming in, it goes directly to the heart and it's just bypassed. So, and it happens, I want to say, they said it happens to, um, 10 to a hundred women, um, that this actually occurrence happened. So it happened to me. Mm -hmm. Um, so it attacked my heart five years later. Um, so with, I had a massive heart attack. I thought I was having heartburn. Um, mm-hmm. but actually, and I went to this little ER. It wasn't even a hospital, it was a, a ER clinic, um, mm-hmm. that I went to because I think, I thought I was having a heartburn and actually, um, they did an EKG when I came in and they told me I had had two heart attacks back to back. And the mm-hmm. second heart attack was a massive heart attack and your heart infraction is supposed to be anywhere from 55 to 60, mm-hmm. well my heart infraction had declined to, to 25 mm-hmm. and so when they called the doctor in to look over the EKG, they immediately rushed me to the heart hospital here in Columbia. Mm-hmm. So when I got to the heart hospital, um, it was my heart infraction had went down to a 15. So the doctor that was on call then, um, and which is my heart doctor now, he, um, actually called in my family and told them I only had two hours to live. And if they mm-hmm. wanted to come and see me, um, they needed to get to Columbia right away. Well, being your great-grandmother that she is. Mm-hmm. Um, she mm-hmm. said that um, it's too late for the family to travel down the dark road. We'll be there tomorrow, and she shall live and not die. She'll be there when we get there. Mm-hmm. So, hey, 2 o'clock the next day, I was still there. So mm-hmm. my doctor that was on call, he said, I want to stay here and see your mother when she gets here because if anything happens to me, I want her to be the one to, mm-hmm. to send up a prayer mm-hmm. for me because you know I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, they, they told me what happened was that the chemo had lingered around the heart wall. And just like a rat, he said, that goes back and eats cheese bit by bit by bit. That's what the chemo was doing to the heart wall. The chemo was biting at the heart wall bit by bit until it finally broke in and attacked the heart aggressive. So I had to be put on a heart transplant list, I had to go to Charleston. Um, and Going to Charleston, um, they have to check every, um, they have to check every organ to make sure your organ is operating properly um, before they put you on a transplant. Let's see if if you're gonna be able to take the the transplant. Mm -hmm. But in the midst of them doing that, they did the female portion of it. So when they did the female portion of it, they saw one of my ovaries was real black and the other one was a little bit black. It hadn't it had moved over a little bit so they sent me back here to columbia to um, my ogbyn and they did this test called ACA 125 um blood tumor test and the blood tumor test came up positive that i had ovarian cancer so had i known when i was diagnosed with breast cancer the the second time or the first time knowing that i wasn't going to have any more children i would have done the um complete hysterectomy mm-hmm. so I encourage women especially if you're diagnosed with if you have if you're positive for the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genetic testing I encourage women to please um consider having a, a complete hysterectomy so you won't have so you won't contract the ovarian cancer so um so since I've, i I had the um ovarian cancer I um had several other cancers following mm-hmm. the ovarian. So I've had um, due to ovarian cancer. So I've had colon cancer, and, and right now I'm um, I'm battling cancer again mm-hmm. for um, well um for um when the cancer has spread in in three different places. So mm-hmm. right now I'm I'm undergoing chemotherapy um, for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Good advice um definitely would recommend that for anybody listening to follow that advice yes yeah. um, and what advice would you give to encourage other people who are also kind of facing that same battle with cancer or any other like serious elements
1: um just be encouraged um and, and what I my sources that I go to is um just prayer uh, fasting. Um, and, and just taking life, not taking life for granted, just enjoying every moment of life, um, doing things that, um, I've always wanted to do and Mm -hmm. just don't look at your situation or your, your condition and think it's, it's, um, the last because it's not always tell people just because the doctor give you diagnosis, it's not uh, God give you the prognosis. So my prognosis is that I shall live and not die. So I, mm-hmm. I just trust, and, and, and I encourage myself. So, um, and I, I encourage everybody else to encourage yourself. Go in the bathroom and look in the mirror and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, greater that is in He that's in me than mm-hmm. He of this world." Just encourage yourself. Just just be your own motivator. Because sometimes people look at you and say, "Oh, okay, what do I say? What do I say? What you know? What I, I say it to myself." Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's 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 what I would do.
0: Yes, and so um, for anybody that would like to reach out to you, um, is there any social media that you would like to shout out for yourself?
1: Yes, they can reach me at, um, at um, on Facebook, and it's William Cindy, W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S Cindy, C-Y-N-D-I mm-hmm. and they can even um, reach out to me on Instagram um, oh. at Loving Cindy. C Y N D I, and also, um, I can give you my email too, and it's (laughs) CindyWhite15 at Gmail, because I do a lot of, um, advocate for different
0: people and then you guys can also follow um, her foundation page that she has when it's coming it's coming soon it's called my heart my breast foundation and thank you so much for sharing your journey and advice
1: thank you for having me sweetheart (laughs) and also I want to include too this is what I I wanted to say Mm -hmm. as well Sometimes people think is is um, whatever we eat or if we go vegan. Yes, that stuff helps as well as exercising. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I I was a vegetarian. Vegetarian. Um, um, I also was a vegan, and I still got cancer so it, it is what you eat and it, it, it is too that's a, that's a, a, a positive but sometimes if you have the family history it just it is it just it's just there
0: mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that you're welcome <laughs> yes and so now we're going to get into the heart to heart segment The motivation Monday quote of the week was the struggle you're in today, it's developing the strength you need for tomorrow. And I love this quote because a lot of the time people think that when you're struggling or when you're going through something that That's just it for you. But every struggle is just building you to become the best person you can possibly be. And you will gain so much strength and knowledge through your struggle. So just stay on the course and just know that everything is temporary and you will get through whatever you are facing. And once you make it through, you'll have such a powerful testimony to give to others. So Aunt Cindy, do you have anything you wanna add to that?
1: You summed that up perfect. That was awesome. Yes, that was awesome. And also, um, I'm going to be I'm in the process of, of, of writing um, my book that I've asked my beautiful, great niece to help me with. <laughs> so we, we, we're going to be once that um, is completed and and we're going to be sharing that as well as um, um, as well. So I want my ladies and gentlemen, my sons, I have three sons, Mm -hmm. and um, each one of them has to be um, tested as well for breast cancer Mm -hmm. because I am BRCA1, BRCA2. Um, So like you stated in the beginning, men um, also can have breast cancer, so you check yourselves as well, men. Um, it's very important, especially if you have a family history. I also want to note too that this is Domestic Violence Month as well. If you can, just encourage victims that's been a victim of violent crime.
0: Thank you for also yes, yes shouting that month out as well. Yes. October has a lot of very significant meaning yes. to it. Yes. Yes. Um, So again, please be sure to follow my Aunt Cindy um, on Instagram at LovingCindy and on Facebook at WilliamCindy and then also be on the lookout for her foundation page, My Heart, My Breast. And that is all for today's episode of Talks with Tatiana. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at TalksWithTatiana underscore, on Facebook at TalksWithTatiana and on Twitter at TalksWithTatiana without the S after talk. Turn on your post notifications and please leave ratings, reviews, and share with your friends. Until next time, remember, stay open, stay kind, and keep fighting the good fight.